Today on Lockdown Red Wings, Detroit faces Ottawa on Saturday, and despite it being the fifth game of the season, this game carries a ton of weight. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We're your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J-A-W-W-J News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. Sorry, I was giggling coming out of the gate there. Scotty's being very immature in our little studio chat. I have done literally nothing but just sit Uh, here and do my job. Well, that's a first. Um, So... (laughs) That bang, that one was fun. Uh, in today's episode, guys, we're going to preview the games against Ottawa and Calgary. Uh, we don't want to look past Calgary. I know we're going to put a really heavy emphasis on the Ottawa game, but back-to-back nights, you're going to be playing one home, one away. Calgary at home on Sunday. Can't look past them, but the Ottawa game is going to carry a ton of weight on Saturday. In- interdivision, not inter, but interdivision game against a team you're competing with a playoff, sport, a playoff spot for. And I know it's early to say they're competing with a playoff spot for, but you know th- these are two teams that are trying True. to make that that push uh, this season. Uh, before we get to that and break down that uh, again, teasing the Jake Wallman stick giveaway. We haven't hammered out the details yet. We'll probably give you the news on the details on Monday. Again, I wouldn't recommend whoever is the lucky one to win this. Eventually, I would not recommend you play with it because, as you can see here. Um, you can't really see it, but like where my fingers at out. Oh, yeah, exactly. I almost gave myself a splinter. It's like splintered here. So it's probably more, I would, I would recommend you use it as a collector's item, but if you so choose to play with it, that is your choice. Just be warned. Uh, it may shatter on your first shot, or if you're like me and don't have very hard shots, it'll probably never shatter. Uh, but yeah, Jake Walman stick giveaway. Nice, nice save on that sneeze. That was pro mute button hitting mute button, baby. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the game previews. I mean, that's really all we have on the slate for today because we haven't, it's still, we're recording this on Thursday evening, games on Saturday, so we don't know about Ravi Fabry status. We don't have practice lines uh, as of yet. But I mean, this game, Scotty, I, I've said it now twice, but this game is important for the Detroit Red Wings, despite it being just the fifth game of the season. This game has a lot of importance. I believe the Red Wings played the Ottawa Senators four times last year, and the Senators won three of them, two of which are now infamous in Red Wings lore uh, for the Red Wings getting absolutely killed in Ottawa on back-to-back nights because uh, they had to cancel a game earlier in the season because of, I believe, weather or power yeah. outages, something like that. And so the second game got moved to being right next to the other one. And that those two games in Ottawa against the team you were competing for point and a Hopefully both teams ended up missing the playoffs, but you know, pushing for a playoff spot with killed the Red Wings playoff hopes. And Iserman basically said that those two games reminded him that this team wasn't ready and made him commit to the cell. So there's a big rivalry brewing between these two teams, especially when you add in the fact that Red Wings, Alex DeBrinket basically held uh, Pierre Dorian, the general manager for the Ottawa Senators hostage. In the yeah. fact that, like, yeah, he was an RFA, and so he didn't have a lot of rights on where he could sign, but he could also just say, I'm not signing with you. And so when you give your got your team the list of teams you want to be traded to, when it's pretty much exclusively Detroit on that list, um, I mean, because he, he needed a new contract, and he's like, I'm not going to sign with anybody but these few teams. 
there's a lot of bad blood now between Red Wings and Ottawa fans because Ottawa doesn't like how Debrinket forced his way out, especially to a division rival. Meanwhile, Debrinket here in Detroit has eight points in four games. So that's adding to the fuel of like, oh, of course he leaves and he immediately, you know, shows up. He just didn't care to be here, stuff like that. And on top of that, the two teams in this early season, Scotty, are like neck and neck. Both we talked about in yesterday's episode, both three and one, 19 goals for 11 goals against, 10 goals against for uh, Detroit and the Red Wings, respectively, both on three game win streaks. Just like even if you look at the opponents that it beat recently, Red Wings beat Pittsburgh. Ottawa Senators beat Washington, like the last generation's like top of the, you know, top of the tier, top of the NHL teams that are coming down. So like the parallels are uncanny right now. And these two teams are about to butt heads in Ottawa at one o'clock on Saturday. So with all that in mind, like I said, game carries a lot of weight. It does. It does in a, in a huge way. This is, I think I said something along the lines yesterday of, like this is the most important October game ever. Like, like you know what I mean? Like this is uh this is really a a tone setting performance and and game for the Red Wings, right? Like this is a game where if you go out there based on how those two games of that home and home right before the trade deadline in 2022, like or well, I guess 2023, but last season went like if if you go out there and, and you play a really competitive game or, I mean, get a win, obviously, in Ottawa. Like, that that would be a, a huge tone setter for the season. Like, hey, like, we, this is not last year's team. You know, like, this is not the, the, the team that was, you know, out of it by the trade deadline and, and had to sell. Like, this is a new bunch with, with much higher aspirations and – that's really exciting, but it's also really scary. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever been this nervous going into an October game in my life. Well, and you look back at last year and you you do get a little bit nervous, right? Like, obviously, I, I'm not quite as bad as some of the other Red Wings fans on social media about drumming up the hate with the Ottawa well, Senators. These two fan bases have been going at each at other it. for yeah. about six months now. Yeah, I don't engage in that because I think it's silly, but I understand why some people f- find it fun. But the point here being that, you know, these are two teams that already have a lot of bad blood. I mean, this bad blood started on the ice and then bled out into the fan bases because of that. They were chippy games, especially on those back-to-back nights. And Ottawa, honest to God, clowned on the Red Wings. It was bad. Oh, yeah. Well, That is where the whole – I think you mentioned it in yesterday's episode. Like, that is where the whole the Red Wings are soft mentality came from, which is why I think – I mean, at least I think I'm sure you think this way too, but that's probably why you went out and acquired a guy like Clean Costin, who's like a huge physical presence. You brought in a Justin Hole uh, as well, and a Jeff Petrie, guys like who can add an extra dose of physicality on your blue line as well, because you don't want to be deemed as soft. And the team has been anything but soft in the first few games here. For sure. Like, not only have they been aggressive on the four check, but they have been physically aggressive as well because they want to be able to be prepared to respond to that behavior in kind this time around. So when you look at this game and you look at these two teams, like even when you look at the stats that these players have, obviously we know Debrinka has eight, eight points in four uh, games played, five goals, three assists. Larkin has a goal and five assists for six points in four games. Comfer has four points, four games. Cop has four points, four games. Gossas Fair, four points, four games. Great to see, great starts. Small sample size, we'll see guys like fall and find their level, but Ottawa's got punk production like crazy too. You know, I was very skeptical on Vladimir Tarasenko. And again, like I said, four games played. 
he could still fall off. But I was very skeptical on Tarasenko as an acquisition because of his injury history and the fact that this last couple of years, he's kind of been in decline. I was like, this is a desperation move by the Ottawa Senators to try and replace the production that they're going to lose in Alex to bring it. And he's been really good for them. He's got six points in four games, two goals and four assists. Tim Stutzla's Tim Stutzla. He's got two goals and four assists for six points in four games. Claude Giroux's five points, four games. Like going down their list, it's very similar where there's an abundance of depth scoring early. And that's, I mean, that makes sense when you consider both these teams have the same amount of goals for. So like this game, in terms of tone setting for the rest of the season going out is kind of huge. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that, that I mean to to reiterate what I said, like it, it really is a, a you have an opportunity to to send that message so early, and like that's that's such a a gift, honestly. If you go out there and win, right? Like it, it that's such a that that's such an important thing to do early on in the season. There's not oh we don't play Ottawa until December. And it's like, you know, well, you know, we did well. We've done well so far in the season, but like we have, you know, last year, Ottawa was the reason that like our season ended. Like we can call it what it is. Like the, the Sens ended the wing season last year. Like we were, we were right there in contention and people were like, oh, buy or sell, buy or sell because they'd gone on that heater before the home and home. And then they got absolutely destroyed on back-to-back nights. Like we can call it what it is. And uh, to be able to, to, I guess for lack of a better term, like kind of right that wrong so early on in the season and prove that this is not last year's team and that this team did take a step in the right direction. To be able to do that so early in the season, I think, uh, is is a really, really fun and, and cool opportunity for the team. And I don't think it's I don't think it's, you know, too I don't think it's too out of the realm of like realism to say that the winner of this game is is gonna I mean, obviously in points points wise and tiebreaker wise and standings wise, there's going to be an impact. Right. But I'm talking about like team morale. If the Redmonds get come into this game and they, it, nothing's changed and it's just as bad as last season. I mean, what kind of tone is that going to set for like the next week? Like that kind of fog hangs over you, but on the flip side, if they come in and they have a gritty win, even if it's close, even if it's a tight game and they win five to four. Now this Red Wings team has righted, like you said, righted that wrong from last year. They've proven like, okay, the senators are not this kind of like, they're not our kryptonite. Like we can beat them. We can beat any, not to say like auto senators are like the Boston Bruins last year, but for the Red Wings, they, they were their kryptonite in a lot of instances. Like Montreal was two years ago. Right. Um, there's that one team that always just for some reason cr- is crazily good against the Red Wings and the Ottawa senators last year with how close these two teams were considered. Ottawa was always the clearly better team. So the Red Wings having the opportunity to like prove that theory wrong, I think is going to give them a huge push for the Sunday game against Calgary. And then for however long the momentum lasts, those first two points in these, this first game of four against the Ottawa Senators throughout the season is, I think, going to be a huge tone setter for the Detroit Red Wings. Agreed. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, uh, we're going to continue to break – previewing this game against the Ottawa Senators. Cause I want to ask you, Scotty, what you think is the most important thing that'll lead to a Red Wings victory. Uh, but first I got to talk to you guys today about Jace medical. Got to find the overlay. There we go. The Jace case is a personal personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat most common 
and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. You can even buy a gift card for a family or a loved one so they can get a Jace case on their own. Just go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKDOWN at checkout for $20 for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN at jasemedical.com. Also got to talk to you guys today about bird dogs. All right, guys, we talked to you a lot about bird dogs and for good reason. This is a brand I absolutely am in love with. Like, so Scotty, I've been, I've been lazy the last few months. I hadn't been hitting the gym. Like I so faithfully had done, uh, for many years prior, I finally went to the gym on Monday and it gave me the perfect opportunity to wear those bird dog sweatpants. They sent us months ago. I already knew I loved the hat that I'm wearing. I already knew that I loved the shorts, but I hadn't had a good opportunity to wear the joggers. They sent us, they just like the shorts are amazing. I went, I worked arms. I ran on the treadmill. They fit snug and comfortably the entire time. They never like fell down my waist. I didn't have to constantly readjust them. And because the boxes are built in, there was never any wedgies that I had to, you know, kind of awkwardly pick and make sure no one was looking, you know, like the reality of things that people are uncomfortable because bird dogs are just versatile. They're comfortable. They also have different styles as well that are perfect for any occasion. I talk about the shorts all the time. I have a khaki style and like a polyester, like gym slash swimsuit style. When I was in Cancun, the polyester one, I straight up wore in the swimming pool as, as a bathing suit, but I've also worn it to the gym back when I used to go to the gym a lot. Um, I've worn it in the lake to take, put the boat in the water, the khaki ones, uh, that are more of a, a khaki style cargo, sh- not cargo short khaki short are just perfect for like date night. They're comfortable but they look, uh, what's formal is the word I'm looking for. You can wear them on date nights. You can wear they're them out versatile. on walks. They're versatile. They're all just very versatile and they're just perfect for pretty much any occasion. So I highly recommend you guys go to birddogs.com slash lockdown NHL and enter promo code lockdown NHL at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lockdown NHL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. Scotty, segment two of Lockdown Red Wings podcast. I don't know why I said your name first. You already know it's segment two of Lockdown Red Wings. Most of our listeners do, in fact. Um, Let's continue this preview of the Ottawa Senators game because, I mean, we talked at length in the first segment about how these two teams coming into this game are at the same point. Like, Like every statistical category, they're at the same point. And that this game for both teams is a huge tone setter for the rest of the season going out, despite it only being the fifth game. But if you're the Red Wings, what do you think is going to be like the biggest X factor that's going to help them win this game over the Ottawa Senators? Scoring more goals. No, <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I genuinely think it's going to be like the physicality factor because, and I, I, that's also like fairly obvious to be honest. If if you watched the two games last year, I'm not sure how you can really come to any other conclusion. Like this was the, the these were two games last season where not only did you get walked in the scoreboard, you got blown out both games because you just could not match the physicality. The Senators beat the heck out of you for 48 hours. And like the not turning away from that and and giving it back to them and having that chippiness and having that physicality where you're not going to get pushed around for 60 minutes a night I find it hard to believe there's any other like 
number one answer, to be honest. Like, yeah. again, like I, th- those two games are so fresh in my brain still from last season that it was, it, it was, it was brutal. We came on here and talked about it for like half an hour last year, just straight about how much less physical and, and how much you got bullied for 60 minutes. And like, that is, that that's that's how the Sens are going to play you, as is like understandably so. You have to be able to at least match that, if not give it back. Yeah, absolutely. And on top of that, for I think the physicality is a great point, but for me, also special teams. Uh, right now, the Red Wings have the best power play in the league. Four through four games, their power play is like forty six percent. That's not sustainable across the season. Usually, I think the league best power play last year was twenty five percent, and the Red Wings sat at I think eighteen percent, something in that range. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but. If your power play continues to succeed the way it is, um, then it, you're going to be set up for success. If they, if you can get Ottawa frustrated, make them take dumb penalties like they made you do last year, and you get to be on special teams, I think your power play is gonna is gonna prove to be pivotal in a game over the Ottawa Senators. Um, penalty kill as well. Penalty kill has been fantastic the last few games. They went three for three against Pittsburgh and they went five for five against uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think they're currently ranked 13th in the NHL and the Ottawa Senators are ranked 12th on the penalty kill. So both top 15 penalty kills through four games. Again, small sample size. So I'm not married to the fact that they're like both top 15 and top 10 power play and penalty kills. But so far early on, they've both been, both teams' penalty kills have been working. But Red Wings' power play has been lethal. I know it's been boosted a little bit because you had the empty net power play goal yesterday. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not I'm not immune to that fact, but you know it, it's nonetheless been an extremely important part of this Red Wings game. So I think you're right, Scotty. Those two things combined are going to be huge towards the Red Wings' victory. Um, um, and of course, you know, there's the obvious other stuff and getting outside of X factors like don't let up a ton of quality chances. Like that's something that Derek Lalonde still brought up after the Pittsburgh game is, you know, we played a good game, but we're still giving up too many quality chances in the slot. We're still giving up too many good looks from the blue line. So for it's about locking down the defensive zone. And, you know, I assume who is going to be in that. You're going to want your starter playing, especially a divisional game. Like those two points, every time you play a divisional opponent are going to be huge. It'll be, um, it'll be who and then like probably, probably Reimer, Reimer, but like it'll be a who's and then a backup on Sunday. Yeah. The only way I could see it not being Reimer on the second day is if Huso gets like blown out and Reimer has to come in to make the sure like play out a, a large chunk of that game. And so they rest both of them. They give line an opportunity. I'm, I'm sure we're going to see a conditioning stint here soon <laughs> for one of the, for yeah. probably lion, because I don't know how much longer you can go without giving him any ice time outside of practice, but getting off topic. Yeah. I think primarily those are the two X factors with like a sprinkling of play good defense. <laughs> for sure. For which sure. Is, and, which and is top out, but I know. No, no. Well, it's also like, it's, it's such a big game and, <laughs> it's tough because like I, I don't want to just make it sound like I, I want the wings to just like win out and just have an 81 win season or something. Um, but it would also be a little deflating if they went out there and they played this really hard competitive game on Saturday. And then like they play Calgary, who is also kind of like in that tier of of like low end playoff team, high end not playoff team, like it's gonna be fighting for a playoff spot at, toward the end of the year. Obviously not interdivision or anything like that, but it would be it would be really deflating <laughs> if they went. We had a crazy, crazy competitive, like great hockey game. Whether it's a, a a slight loss or a slight win on Saturday, and then you go out and you just look really flat on Sunday, that would kind of stink. But 
I like you can't win them all. Like you literally can't win them all. So we I want them to, but they won't. <laughs> right, right. It's it's just the the recency bias of then we have to record a show after a loss and we have to be like, oh, but the Sens game was cool. Like that would, you know, kind of suck, I guess. But um it, it it's it's the grind of the NHL season, man. Like this is uh this is why they pay you the big bucks for weekends like this. Well, and the seasons are long, which is why getting out to a hot start is so important. So you don't have to yeah. play from behind. I, I mean, the, the the saying is in baseball is you can't win a World Series in April, but you can lose one. The same logic applies to every professional sport. Look at me with a baseball idiom, too. That's that's your thing. Um, the same logic Probably. applies here. Like, you can't win a Stanley Cup in October, but you could lose one. The Ottawa Senators, they lost Stanley Cups in the first month of the season the last two years by getting out to abysmal starts and having to play catch-up, which they could not successfully do. So for both these teams, a hot start is going to go a huge way to, to you know, making the playoffs. The New Jersey Devils are a prime example of that. They're a really good team, and they proved it. But they got out to an incredibly hot start last year, winning like 13 in a row. After you win 13 in a row, like you have to be abysmally bad throughout the yeah. rest of the season to like blow the kind of leeway you gave yourself. We're getting off topic. You brought up Calgary. I think that's the perfect chance to uh, transition into that game. Uh, we'll talk about that game when we come back. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about Sleeper. Guys, with every single win that the Red Wings have, they get a little bit closer to the NHL playoffs. And every single game that they win, it makes it a little bit easier to pick up a Red Wing in the best daily fantasy app out there and that is sleeper and if you want to win 100 times your money you got to play daily fantasy hockey on the sleeper app these are all possible scenarios for this season but to have a chance at winning big you need to play daily fantasy hockey on this app as the official daily fantasy app of the lockdown nhl network sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports especially daily fantasy hockey with sleeper you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy co hockey contests with studs like Makar. Dobrinkit, who leads the league in points right now. You'll love to see it. Uh, you got Makar, Crosby, Ovechkin, possibly Bedard. Is he the real thing? We still have yet to be, you know, yet to see, but a lot of hype around him. All you need to do is pick more or less on stats for those stars. Choose your stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. And you'll win 100 times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you could win big. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are going to move on and talk a, briefly about the preview on the Calgary Flames. And I feel like it's because it's back-to-back -back nights. It is important. A lot of the focus from the fan base and maybe even in the locker room is going to be on Ottawa. You take it one game at a time, so you prepare for Ottawa first. You're not going to have a lot of time to prepare for Calgary because you have such a short turnaround. 20, what's the math on that? 29 hours after the start of the game against Ottawa, you're back in Detroit playing Calgary because it's a 5 o'clock Sunday game because the league doesn't want to compete with Sunday night football or the 1 o'clock start, so they put it at 5 o'clock. Uh, very clever how they did the 1 o'clock start for the Red Wings game on Saturday to avoid Michigan, Michigan State as well. Very clever how they do these things. Very. Um, but, you know, you can't look past the Calgary Flames. And regardless of the outcome of Ottawa, like you need to come prepared for Calgary, and you're going to come prepared with tired legs and jet lag possibly as well, having to fly all the way back to Detroit from Ottawa, which isn't a long flight, I understand, but that's still a road game to a home game. 
but the Calgary Flames are a good hockey team. I know you said that they were like a fringe playoff team. They most certainly were last year under Daryl Sutter, uh, but they have a new head coach, which I thought I had pulled up because the names I forget. I have memory of a goldfish. Ryan Huska. Yeah, we literally just talked about it before we went on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan Huska is their new head coach. A lot of why the Calgary Flames were so bad, I believe, was Sutter misusing and mismanaging his best players, like Jonathan Huberto, asking him to do things that didn't lead, that were the opposite of what would have led to success for Huberto in the past. I know that didn't make much sense, but you understand where I was going with that. <laughs> like, just not using Huberto the way they should, and a lot of the other players, and the locker room got upset and frustrated with, Sutter, he's out. They got a new head coach. They're currently 1-1-1. One, one, and one. They've lost the last two games straight as of recording this. They do play the Sabres on Thursday night. We haven't That game hasn't happened yet because we're recording before it's happened, so they could have 1-1. One, one. Actually, I'm rooting for Calgary to win that game because beating the Buffalo Sabres, again, another vital two points in a competitive Atlantic division yeah. that goes to the Western Conference, uh, would benefit the Red Wings in this situation. But, I mean, they're a good hockey team. You know, they're only two seasons removed from being over 100 points. And Huberto, two seasons ago with the Florida Panthers, had over 100 points. I know he's slightly older. I think he, this is age 30 season. But they're a good team, and they're fairly deep as well. That Like, you can't look past this team. They got three players sitting at a point per game right now through the first four games of the season. So, Jacob Markstrom so far this season, has, he's been roughed up. This team's been giving up a lot of quality scoring chances and a lot of goals. But... You just, they're, they're a playoff caliber team. You really cannot sleep on the Calgary Flames. Yeah. I mean, 100%. They, uh, <clears throat> we kind of talked about them a little bit preseason too. I feel like we kind of talked about the Flames a little bit going into the year. I, we did, you know, season preview stuff, obviously, but uh, they're, they're in a really interesting spot. And I think the, the tier and the caliber of team that, the wings are and that the sends are and that like I, I I don't think the flames are too far off from that as far as like season outlook and where most of the general public in the media expects those three teams to finish. Uh, if anything, Calgary might be higher than like what us what people expected going into the year out of us in the sense. So uh yeah, like th- this is we talked about a lot, man. This Red Wings schedule the first uh, you know, a couple of weeks of the season, I guess, just in like the month of October, if you just want to break it down month by month is like, certainly not a cakewalk. Uh, then you have, you know, the Kraken on Tuesday, like, <laughs> you know, that was a playoff team last year. Like this is, you have the Bruins, uh, at the end of the month, you have the Islanders at the end of the month, you have the Jets after the Kraken. Like this, it's not a, <laughs> it's not a cakewalk. You got it. You got a really, really tough October. And this conversation that we had, this entire episode has pretty much just been talking about the magnitude of like this weekend's games. And that's going to carry through throughout really the rest of the month. And if you can, uh, you can, again, you know, take a, a sip of apple juice every time we say set the tone, but like, if you can set the tone early and, and come out of October with a, a, a solid record against some really good opponents, I think that that's gonna gonna inject a lot of optimism and excitement into this fan base. Well, you know, we're kind of approaching this episode. You know, obviously last last night's episode, the episode before this, after the win against Pittsburgh, we are all hype and we're talking about how much we love. And we're ta- approaching this episode with a more dose of realism, like what the Red Wings' weaknesses are, what the strengths are, what the opponents' strengths and weaknesses are. Because this is hockey, you know, like every single game, you have to give it your all to try and seal the win. 
But to kind of reassure you guys, through four games, the Red Wings have the ninth best expected goals for percentage in the NHL at five on five. Their, their expected goals for percentage through four games is 56, just shy of 58%. Remember, that's the number that Derek Lalonde hammered early in the yeah. season last year. Red Wings started hot last year, and he kept saying, like, yes, we're winning, but we're not controlling the games at five on five. So far, with the exception of the third period, like, there are periods here and there where they're not controlling. The third period against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh controlled. The first period against Columbus, Columbus was really good. But for the bulk majority of these games, the Red Wings have been the better team, and it shows in the cumulative stats through the first four games. They've had 58% of the quality shot attempts in the games so far. Every percent above 50% is better. And I don't expect them to retain 58% throughout the rest of the season. I'm sure at some point, I'm sorry, their expected goals for percentage is 54%. I was looking at goals percentage. My apologies. But that's still ninth best in the league. I was looking at the wrong column. I don't expect them to stay at 54%. I'm sure they'll come back down a little bit closer to 50 because 54% is actually like pretty insane. Yeah, um, <laughs> It's pretty solid, <laughs> um, especially for this Red Wings team. But like Ottawa Senators, theirs is 21st with 46% so far. Like they've had an insanely high shooting percentage. To be fair, the Red Wings have too, um, which isn't sustainable. And they've had, you know, quite a bit of puck luck. Red Wings have their fair bit too, but the fact that the Red Wings expect five on five and their special teams has been so good is something to look forward to as a reason why the Red Wings could win these hockey games where Ottawa has scored plenty of goals. Yes, but they're not playing super well at five on five through these first four games, at least through expected goals for percentage. I test could show something different, could still be dominating Calgary 28th in the league right now through the first. They've only played three of the fourth games again before we, you know, hasn't started yet for them as we record. Um, at 42%. So right now, through this very brief window, right, of um, what we've seen with the uh, the season so far, the Red Wings 5-on-5 five five numbers look a lot better. And that is a really reassuring thing to look at. As important as special teams is, and I keep reiterating that, like 5-on-5 five five hockey is always going to be the most important thing For to sure. winning hockey games. For sure. Okay. Uh, so, Yes. Big games this weekend, back-to-back. Calgary, if Ottawa goes poorly, it gives you a perfect chance to bounce right back and get back on the horse. If it goes great, it gives you an opportunity to keep the ball rolling. So Calgary, is, <laughs> Calgary, not as important as – I don't want to say that. That sounds wrong. Every game is important, right? But, like, in terms of the division, Yeah, well, I mean, race, Ottawa's interdivision with a team yeah. that's in the same tier as you, though. Like, yeah. Yeah, but Calgary having the next day might be a blessing in disguise. Back-to-back games always sucks, but it could be a blessing in disguise for this team to either get it right or keep the ball rolling depending on whatever our narrative is for that day. Yeah. If they lose, it's just October, dude. Who cares? It's October. Um, do you think we see Robbie Fabry this weekend? Yeah, this weekend, yes. I don't know about Ottawa, but this weekend, yes. I think we'll see him too, which means the lines will probably – lines might shift back to where they were, which is going to be tough because those – all four lines have really been gelling well with Robbie Fabry out. Yeah. But, like, mm. yeah. They'll find spot for him. They'll find a spot for him. You think he he plays center? You think he centers the fourth line? Uh, no, no. Okay, because I I, I, I would put him at wing in the middle six and move cop cop back to three C. Okay, <laughs> I'm not. I I heard that right. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, gonna highlight it a little more. Why don't you? <laughs> 
do you want to do how do you feel about a Friday? Or do you just want to wrap it up and send it another week? I mean, I don't know. We're at, we're at we don't a 40 half. minute show of us talking about not hockey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, go Lions. Go whichever college football team you support for rivalry weekend. I know which one you support. I support the Golden Grizzlies. Go you. <laughs> they don't even have a football team. Uh, Scotty, any final thoughts, my dude? We will, baby. Oh, real quick. We'll just do it for the Ottawa game because that's the first one. First goal for the Wings. Give me Cat, dude, for the story. For the story. Oh, wow. In that case, mm, this is a tough one. I want to say, I'm going to say Dylan Larkin because he was really frustrated last year with how those games went. So for Dylan Larkin, I think for this sure. is it's going to be a very motivating game for him as well. So I think he's going to get the first goal. There you go. Well, we ball be back with a new episode on oh. Monday, recapping two games. That one might be like a 45 minute episode, depending on how those games turn out. <laughs> so stay tuned to that same time, same place to your team every day, every day. Every day.